0: Welcome to Geeks of the North, a hobby and gaming podcast in the Bell We're here to paint some miniatures and talk about the hobby, so why don't you sit back, relax, grab a paintbrush, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to Geeks of the North, your hobby and gaming podcast in the Bell As always, I'm your host, Paul Filio, here uh, this week once again with my uh, delightful partner in crime, Antoine Bergeron. Hello. How's it going, Antoine? Going good.
1: was a uh a good, a be week for once. I had yeah, I slow, mo- slow weeks in the past few months, but the last couple of weeks have been good.
0: Darn that real life. Yep. That's okay because now we've discovered, or I've discovered, Pulp City. <laughs> uh, you discovered it a long time ago. I, I resisted temptation, um,
1: but no longer.
0: But no longer. Like last week, I finished painting everyone, which I think I may have actually done. No, I still had a couple of things to paint at the end of the cast last week. But I finished painting that before the end of the week, and we played our first game on Friday. And by Saturday, I was planning uh, my next purchases and the uh, city I was going to build to play in and all that fun stuff. So I guess you can say uh, mission accomplished, one.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: you uh you convinced me it's such Admittedly, a fun it wa- game. It wasn't that hard,
1: no, like we've said in the past, you already tried the game years ago
0: yeah the uh the models didn't speak to me then, as I said- mm-hmm. but uh for some reason i I really think <coughs> the um I just didn't see the the opportunity. Yeah, I'm gonna compare this to a rather adult thing. So when you buy a house, often or almost always, it it's done to the previous owner's tastes, right? Yep. Which may not align with yours. And a lot of people have a hard time envisioning the house they're looking at. Uh they can't see past the decorations and the colors the yeah. the current owners have put in them, right? Yeah. And I think that's kinda what happened with me. I, I could not see past um the models that I'd seen. And, uh, I, I think seeing your models uh, changed my impression of the game or impression of the, you know, what, what could be done with those sculpts. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, a lot of them are, they're, they're older sculpt. They're not by today's miniature standards, right? They're not, you know, the privateer press or games workshop you know, level of, of sculpts.
1: Oh, some of them shoulder age.
0: Yeah. um, And, and that's okay, right? Like, there's, there's nothing... Uh-oh. Damn it. Sorry. Uh, Crazy glue. Crazy glue issue.
1: Jordan will be happy. Already the first uh, Abimisham.
0: Yeah, well, I'm... I, I don't know how glue got on that piece. Somehow, glue got on the back of a piece I was sticking to something. But I, I don't know how that happened, considering how I'm gluing it. Anyway, um, the, anything I can do to make Jordan happy, I guess, is a good thing. What was I saying? Just, uh, I I couldn't see the potential, right? And then seeing how pretty your models looked um, kind of made me start to wonder if maybe I was being a little too critical. And then painting my own, and actually looking around online and seeing what other people had done with some of the newer sculpts. Because there there have been a... A pretty drastic improvement in the the sculpting um, since the game originally started, and again, I don't think that's a problem with the game or a change in the game just as so much as a change in like miniature sculpting in general right three d sculpting has changed everything, and I think getting sculpts done is more affordable now, so it makes a big difference mm-hmm. so even you know without having a a big name do the sculpting. Um you still can get some fantastic sculpts at, at prices that are very reasonable even for small companies yeah you you can get a good miniature sculpt enough oh. like some some people do it for just a couple hundred bucks a couple hundred u s mind you but still that's that's pretty cheap right yep and the the turnaround time is much quicker your masters are easier to make right three d printing and you know the whole industry has just changed and I think it really makes it so the uh, small indie company can afford to do something really nice now, because it doesn't cost what it used to cost. All to say, I'm glad I gave Pulp City a, another chance. Um, it's been tons of fun. And to that end, I am uh, putting together a building from Plastcraft Games. Um, I believe it's called their Urban Building. And it is a polystyrene building that's pre printed, like it's printed on, so no painting required. Just some gluing. And then voila, you have a a fully functional uh, 3D building to play with.
1: It's your second one, right?
0: Yeah. This is the second one I've done. And um, they are quite sturdy. They are quite nice looking. And if you have a a good hookup. They are quite affordable. I, uh, I think I paid for this particular building. I think it was $23 Canadian. Um, which is pretty much wholesale price. So that someone was nice enough to help me out with that. Um, problem being though that the suppliers or the distributors only had one of each building in stock.
1: Yeah. I was going to order some. It will have to wait uh, until they are able to get their end back on them.
0: Yep. But uh, on a side note, that leads us to our <laughs> our next hobby project. Um, I bought some uh, paper craft buildings from I can't remember the company.
1: Stosl's,
0: uh Stozel Structures.
1: Something like that.
0: Yeah, you can get them through a drive through RPG or um, whatever the wargaming equivalent is, War Games Hulk. Yeah, I mean, it's, they're the same page. It's the same it's two different skins on the same thing, and you know, In fact, if I log into Drive to RPG, this shows up there, even though I I bought it on the other one. So, um, yeah. So, uh, it's basically buildings you made out of you make out of foam core. Uh, you print paper, you glue it down to the foam core, you cut where it tells you to cut. You glue all together. You get nice three D buildings. They can also be fully like, like interior decorated, um, and you can separate the buildings. There's a couple different ways you can build them, so you can separate them to have access to the interior, which is very cool.
1: Yeah, depending on the type of games you play. Yeah. If that is something you require, you can do it.
0: Yeah, like if you're doing maybe um, maybe a pulp rpg or a a modern day rpg you could totally do the the building with all the interior and everything it's pretty cool um and the file was really cheap i bought uh i can't remember what it's called the muck the muck yeah
1: but i don't remember what it stands for
0: i don't remember but it's a bunch of different buildings um it's like 300 pages of pdf uh, everything from like different flooring patterns and different wall textures and, anyway. and it's the very, very affordable price of $5. And then the trip to the dollar store later to get, uh, some black foam core. I went for the black stuff because I figured the, um, the interior foam is gray. Mm-hmm. So it would look better uh, if it, if it ended up being exposed than the white stuff.
1: Yep. I agree with that.
0: But yeah, it's, uh, it's gonna be a fun little hobby project. A little bit later this week. I've got a bunch of tools coming to make my life easier. Shouldn't say a bunch, it's a bunch of, you know. I got like, a, a paper trimmer, um, and a couple other crafting tools coming just to make some of the process simpler. Not really necessary. Uh, but I figured, and yeah, for a penny and for a pound, I'll spend 20 bucks. And if I can save 10 minutes on every building and I'm, you know, building five buildings, I save an hour. That hour is worth 20 bucks to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've built two of their models Well, the same one twice. In, in, in fact, they have a, a derelict facility uh, and they're free sample. So I built that to play my uh, monster game with Yom uh, earlier this year and. It's so a it's a really nice product, and the fact that it's so cheap to make a bunch of different sizes, like the t- the templates you have work for four different footprints, if I remember correctly. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah I believe that's correct. It's like four point five by four point five, four point five by six, six by six, six by nine, and four point five by nine.
1: And something like that.
0: I think that's everything. Yeah, and for five dollars, that five dollars and uh, the foam core, I paid a dollar fifty a sheet at the dollar store, <laughs> and then you know an exacto knife, and I bought some glue sticks, like, and I bought a nice metal ruler for cutting on that foam core, and a disposable uh, utility knife because and a bunch of blades, because foam core is gonna dull a knife.
1: Uh, oh, the, yeah, it does
0: really fast. Yeah. But that's okay, because. You have spares. I got plenty of spares. That door looks too small. Hmm.
1: Anything else you've done this week? Uh, earlier than the uh, working on those buildings?
0: No, not really. Aside from that, I've been, uh, pretty hobby light last week. Well, I mean, painting Red Republic stuff, doing the buildings, not the light. I've painted like three models and, you know, built two buildings.
1: Yeah, so it's not that light. light. <laughs> not that hobby light, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a hobby light compared, I suppose, to the weeks where, you know, I painted an army <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, compared to that, it's hobby light.
1: <laughs> sure.
0: It's all a matter of uh,
1: perspective.
0: Exactly. Thank you. That was a big boy word that I couldn't think of.
1: Yeah. On my side, it's been uh, pop City also. Less than you. <laughs> uh, I've painted Red Bella. So last recording, I just finished uh, uh, the Primate of Nature. So, I started Red Bella. I've been able to finish her uh, today, in fact. Well, finished. I still have to add a couple of uh, basing items and varnish her, but she's she's about done. I put some uh, leaves under the bases for my arc. Mm-hmm. so that's all that is left to do: put the leaves in there and varnish. I'll probably wait until I have the the next two models then and do it uh, as a batch. Makes sense. Yeah. Speaking of which, I've been priming uh, my primate of mystery, the, the third uh, small leader for the arc. And I painted this base yesterday and today. Also painted the base for Dr. R. Red. And uh, now I'm painting Dr. Red himself. That's what I'm doing uh, at the moment. So with those two, I will have my uh, ARC complete. It won't be a complete faction because I'm missing a model. the little uh, uh, chimpanzee ninja.
0: He's also part of the way, right?
1: Yes. So I'm missing that one. I don't know why I don't have it. I thought I ordered it. but
0: You'll find it probably 15 minutes after you finish painting the, the one you're going to order to replace the one you already have.
1: That's <laughs> entirely possible.
0: <laughs> Speaking from experience, uh, that's how these things work.
1: Yeah. But I think when I ordered my last batch of model, it was by corridor, and that's why I don't have it. But I, I don't remember exactly. So. I might have it somewhere here. Or not. So,
0: only time will tell.
1: When when the store opens back up, I'll be sure to have done a a more thorough search than just uh, what I've done uh, recently, and uh, confirm if I need to order one or not. But uh, once I have that, I will have the full arc faction painted and uh, available.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah, about uh,
1: 18 points of model, so a lot more than what we standard need Standard game size? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Also, <laughs> three of yeah. those are leaders, so uh, it, I, I can for sure never play the full faction together.
0: Uh, yeah, because you can't play um, multiple leaders. more than one leader at a time, right?
1: Yeah. But it doesn't matter too much. They're just small one-point models, and they were—they're were fun to do. They're super small. The uh, the three primates, the three primates of power. So,
0: I just love their names. Yeah. I mean, you don't mess with anyone whose name has "of power" in it, right? <laughs> That's just common sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apart from that, I've uh, today I've just. Uh, Digged out uh, more of my uh, terrain, modern terrain accessories, and uh, got them ready for uh, either priming or those that are already primed, just got a, a base wash to start detailing. So more garbage bins, uh, road signs, uh, a big uh, garbage not container. Yeah, a container, garbage container. Dumpster? A dumpster, yeah have even more variety for or accessories.
0: Sweet. I look forward to dying gloriously at your hands.
1: (laughs) Oh, The the other thing I've done this week is I've been sketching and doing plans for uh, a team table for Prop City. Uh, uh, I
0: just want to point out that you made fun of me earlier today because I quote-unquote went all in. You know, you, this
1: game. Yeah, you went all in almost without even trying the game, which you usually do. It's not like I've not been talking about that game for a while.
0: What do you mean without trying the game? I played a whole game with you.
1: Yeah, 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 but even before that, you were already starting to... Uh,
0: <laughs> well, yes, but talk about
1: it more and
0: when when everyone you know says, oh my god, this game is good, you must be playing it, <laughs> it usually means that the game is good and you should be playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Danger, Robinson.
1: <laughs> but yeah, uh, I did some sketches for a rooftop battle like uh, at the top of a uh, I rise in buildings instead of doing the, uh, what I've done up to now, which are uh, down on the streets and the, the building. So it's going to be a different mean, point of view.
0: The mean streets of Pop City. Yep.
1: I like the idea. I'm not sure how I will render it or if I render it because I have other ideas of, for custom maps. So I think I'll just do some more sketch and just choose the one that seems the more possible to complete as a building project.
0: Well, having seen your previous terrain projects, Antoine, I'm sure there's very little that's outside your reach.
1: Yeah, but there's a like a element of time and material.
0: Of course. Well, that's always a factor, for sure.
1: It's mostly what uh, might prevent me from picking uh, one over another. But We'll, we'll see. Sketches fill time uh, in the commute, so I can do as many as I like. <laughs> so, you've entered at it, but Uh, game played this week we played oh yeah yeah.
0: we played some Pulp City and it was glorious my uh, Russian um, liberation army uh, anti-capitalist liberation army uh, uh, the uh, what do they call again the Red Republic Mm -hmm. um, fought valiantly against your evil monkeys who are obviously tools of a capitalist agenda and uh I I nearly managed to lose to you. In the end I had to settle for a tie. Because of sneaky lemurs. Well
1: you nearly managed to win, and then the lemur just brought me back into the game.
0: <laughs> sneaky lemurs. Yep. So self replicating models. <laughs> Um shouldn't be allowed in any game, if you ask me. Just, just saying.
1: Don't you play circle that can sprout trees or stuff like that?
0: I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. That's what I do. I believe you're talking about my little stick men. And the occasional spreading tree you're true. This is true. But that's uh that's hardly here nor there. Hmm. I'm talking about your you know Replicating lemurs, not my replicating trees. Mm -hmm. Really what it boils down to is it's okay when I'm the one doing it. Uh, It's not okay when it's being done to me. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, see? It's my birthday, so you have to accept whatever I say.
1: Yeah. Two-speed gaming.
0: That's right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that that building is actually quite a bit larger than I thought. So if you want to Look up at the camera. Oh, yeah. Um, Let me give you uh, one of those aforementioned replicating tree guys for scale. Yeah,
1: it's pretty big.
0: Yeah, it's quite a large building. I know that made great radio, guys. Yeah, sure. uh, (laughs) I was showing Antoine the fruits of my labor, and you hardly notice the spots where my fingers got stuck to the model. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Well, that's all I brought to work on, and now that's assembled, I guess, um... is not fully assembled. I still have to put the, other, the fire escapes and stuff on it. Those are very fiddly and not much fun. They're made out of very thin-cut, uh... laser-cut MDF. So they, they snap like nothing.
1: Yeah, that's fun to work with.
0: Yep. And there's, like, fire escapes and all kinds of crap put together. But at least this one, there's no way I could put the walls on backwards and (laughs) prevent the front piece from that. That may have happened on a previous build. May May have. (laughs) Some uh, clever cutting uh, on my part, and uh, all is well now. And in my defense, there are no real instructions for these things. There's a JPEG on their website, and I was using my phone, and it was super tiny. And since none of the parts are marked, you have to go by the picture. And a black and white JPEG in tiny, tiny of a, yeah. It was an easy mistake to make. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say I was only uh 52.6% of the problem for that. Approximately.
1: That's a good ratio.
0: <laughs> exactly. So it's still more my fault than not, but only slightly so. What about you? Aside from, uh uh, you know. Crushing me at Pulp City.
1: <laughs> it ended a tie. How is it a crush? And you killed Every more isn't crushing defeat.
0: <laughs> a tie is a crushing defeat in my books. <laughs> mm-hmm. The USSR does not believe in loss. Yeah. Let's just take a look <laughs> at that last Olympics, right? You know, those coaches were never seen again.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, no, uh, aside from our game, I played a game of Aristia with uh, G, the owner of Lebis or local game store. Yep. So that was fun. Uh, I really like that game, too.
0: Yeah, those arena really games, between Aristea and Judgment, and now Riot Quest coming? Mm-hmm. That seems to be uh, the new in thing.
1: And the, um, I have Night Vault in mind, but uh, Warhammer Underworld?
0: Yeah, but that's not like an arena MOBA-style game. It is a fast miniature game, low model count. So it certainly fills a lot of that same niche. But it's not a MOBA game. Whereas Aristea is really kind of MOBA-inspired, from my understanding, and so is uh, so is Judgment. Yeah. And so is Riot Quest. I mean, Riot Quest is supposed to be like 15 to 20 minutes for a game. Wow. Yeah. it's. Um, I was listening to Hungerford. He was on Chain Attack, I think it was, last week or two weeks ago talking about it, and he was like, it's less tactical than Monster Apocalypse. Because there's still tactical choices, but it's it's less strategic than Monster Apocalypse. Okay. It's designed to be fun and casual. You know. He's like, it is It is not War Machine. It's not meant to be War Machine. It's not supposed to have the same goals as War Machine. Like, yep. Which means we might like it. <laughs> not that we dislike War Machine, but it's just, War Machine's a a very big time investment if you want to play it at a high level. Anyway,
1: Yes. yeah, no. Good game. I need to uh, get my model painted for Esther because <laughs> playing with just a base box, there's only eight models and you use four in your team. So we add uh, I think two of the same models each on our side. It's either paint my stuff or get the base augers or
0: so you can identify which model's yours.
1: Yeah, or uh, or, or get some of the expansions to so have more choice, so I, that I don't replicate my opponent.
0: <laughs> well, I do owe you for some models. You could trade that for Aristea stuff.
1: We, I could, I could. We'll talk about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Antoine, being uh, my Pop City pusher. <laughs> I ran out of stuff to paint and I was kind of sad because, you know, painting is 80% of the reason I get involved in anything for gaming. Uh, Knowing this, Antoine's like, well, I I do have this fine selection of models (laughs) to pick from that I'm not currently using, so if you wanted some of them, you know, we could work something out.
1: Yeah, I I got quite a big selection uh, when the game was it's in beta for the Supreme Edition, the Actual Edition. Uh, so I got used lots and I ordered minis left and right. So I got the, the two uh, villains and hero starters. And those were five models each. But I like to pick team and they, they don't have, uh, except indie, indie heroes and indie villains. They don't really have a, a cohesive teams. And since then, I've geared toward more specific uh factions. So, there's a bunch of models in there that I probably won't use anytime soon. And <laughs> I looked at it, and I have enough <laughs> to make at least three other f- teams just right now, not even looking at those uh, starter extras. So... It's all good, Paul. You can have fun painting <laughs> stuff that you will use. Yeah.
0: I was looking at, um, some of the teams I'm planning on building and my whole, like, mystery man, like, occult team thing I want to do. Mm-hmm. It's totally not going to work at all. Oh, no? Well, I mean, it's legal to build, <laughs> but mm-hmm. there's, there's not enough selection.
1: Uh, to make it so, work. So there
0: is, a, there is a team of, like, occult mystery stuff. It's called yeah, the, the, the Blood Watch. Yeah. But the problem is, I don't like a lot of the models that are in it. Mm-hmm. And they're led by Van Helsing. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Um, though she looks a lot like Black Widow, and it's, you know, it's a female Van Helsing. But anyway,
1: that's fine. Is the uh, descendant.
0: Yeah, it's great-great-great-granddaughter or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they have some models there that I think look cool, but not all of them. The problem being, though, that most of their models are um, that faction only. Yeah. So you can't play them outside of that team. Uh, the exception being Ace of Wraiths, who was one of the original heroes for the game. Uh, he is also a freelancer, so you can take him with other heroes and make your own custom list. And then I could take one other model, um, using, if I use a leader model in my team, because leader model lets you take another model as a, a core teammate in faction. So I could do that to get another one in. But then out of the independent models or the independent heroes looking for all the mystery ones, um, there's a bunch of supporters.
1: You're more limited in your choice. Yeah. Mysteries aren't the, the most brawler types.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well so there's there's so there's Ace of Race, like I said, that I could take. Um I'm gonna take I looked up taking little red riding uh, red riding hoodoo. Mm-hmm. Um because I like the model. But then aside from that, oh this is gonna drive me fast, I can't remember people's names. I want to take uh, Doctor Warlock as my team leader. Mm-hmm. And excuse me when I look up cards. Um uh, But after that, it gets, it gets kind of complicated. <laughs> so I could take, uh, I think his name is like Red, uh, Red Oni or something. He's in the way, but he's also a freelancer. Crimson Oni. So he's a, uh, brawler martial artist with like mystical fists. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I like you know, Kung Fu master type. There is, um, Antian who is one of the random hero cards. Oh,
1: he's the, the flying powerhouse, right?
0: Yeah. He's the Greek god uh-huh. flying powerhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Crow, who I don't know if he was ever released. Um, he's a brawler uh, with hair control. Like, he's got uh, hair you can use to, like, entrap you and stuff. But then, yeah, there ends up being, like, a ton of support choices. So, there is a guy that's got multiple... I can't remember his name. He's got multiple eyes and, like, a big flowing cape. Trail. So, there's Trail. There's um another support model that I don't think ever came out. She's, like, floating. There was a sculpt of her. She's, like, floating on water or maybe, like, a, a thing of air. She's got like uh, a crown.
1: Windshield yes. or something like yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't
0: know if she was ever released or just a... a I, I think was,
1: she's upcoming. I've seen yeah. the model, I think.
0: Yeah, I know they have a they they have a model. I don't know if it was ever released.
1: Mm-hmm. But already you have a leader, a powerhouse, Ace of Raid is a blaster, a support. So you already have at well, least four different types.
0: So the thing was, if I look at it, and I let's say I can't take my leader, right, or I don't want to take the powerhouse it really kind of like oh yeah for sure after yeah. if you don't
1: take those big tree level like
0: if we if we if, if, tr- if we're trying to play a smaller game for something
1: mm-hmm. then you uh you're more limited
0: <laughs> and, and the other problem is powerhouses uh don't give you uh, action points action pool right so then i i really can't take a level 1 supporter cuz the 2 ap she's going to bring is not going to i need a 4 ap but like i i, I need i need
1: Two, she 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 brings three because of the aura, and other models give another point?
0: Yeah, if they're all in the same area. Yeah, no, I know. I realize that, but I'd rather have a person with four.
1: Oh, you could have two models with two, depending on what they do. Two level ones instead of level two.
0: Uh, But the other supporters are level two. Ah, okay. Right, which again puts me in an odd number. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I guess not, because the uh, powerhouse is three. So it hurts 4, and then I take two other models I'm at 8. I guess it could work.
1: And even then, it depends the the levels are not something fixed for the game. Uh, the, the game size, I mean.
0: Yeah, no, you can play 9 points or something. You can play whatever. It doesn't matter. That's
1: what I've played the most 9 up to now. So.
0: And there's there's some weird uh, mystery models, like Sovereign. I keep looking at him. He like, has some cool abilities, but he looks kind of weird. Looks like... Uh, Almost a 40k commissar or something, you know?
1: Mm hmm.
0: Anyway. All to say, I've been doing a lot of reading, a lot of uh, team building. And I'm gonna take some models off your hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fine. I want new ones, so <laughs> I need to make space. <laughs> I've been thinking about new, uh, new lists too. So.
0: A lot of cool stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm curious to see if I can make some of these models that I thought were bad look good. Mm-hmm. Like um another team I'm looking at is heavy metal because they have a model in there that I really, really want, which is the giant Hadron. Yeah. Cause they have a basically the like equivalent of Ant Man, Giant Man for for our listeners. Mm-hmm. And they have three different sizes of models. The the giant one is crazy giant. And then they have a regular size model, and they have a little tiny model. And in each mode, he's different. So in small, the small mode, he's a healer. In the medium mode, he's a, a blaster, like a ranged DPS, uh, damage dealer type of guy. And then the big one, he's a physical brute. They'll you know, throw stuff around, you with his okay. fists. So I, I think it's kind of interesting that he changes
1: Role as he plays. As he plays, yeah.
0: So I started looking at the rest of that team. And then uh, you had two models from that team. You had uh, Androida, who is a android uh, speedster. I love, mm-hmm. the fa- I love The Flash. And a guy called Iron Train, which is literally an, an old man wearing an armored suit that kind of looks like a train.
1: Yeah. He's <laughs> a he's tank.
0: Pre- he's pretty bad looking yeah. in terms of the art. The, you know. He might look okay all painted up. Mind you, I'm painting in true metallics, so I don't know what he's going to look like, but we'll see. We'll see. And the idea is that if I can build a, a second team of guys um, like a small force for demoing that I can maybe teach other people locally how to play.
1: Yeah, that's my next goal once I finish the, uh, the, the monkeys. It's doing a small second faction for, for either demos or for friend plays so or people who don't have the game yet, just to uh, borrow. I'll promote the game.
0: Yeah, cause I should have. I mean, unfortunately, I'm missing a few models to make. Where I'm missing several models to make the teams I want to make, so I have to wait for the store. But with the models I'm picking up with you, plus I have a model in my Russians that's multi-faction. Mm-hmm. Because Perrin can play as a freelancer for heroes or, or or villains, or include my my team for villains. But if I use him as a hero, then I can do, like, two six-point demo teams. And I think six-point still works for demos.
1: Yeah, it works great for demos.
0: Hopefully they bring uh, their store back up soon, so we can start buying stuff. I mean, they keep talking about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know how many weeks it's going to take, but
1: at least you'll have something to paint for next nice two or three days at your speed. So,
0: <laughs> well, no, I'm alone with the kids this week, so can't yeah, quite there's paint that. Like, Can't quite paint like I usually do. <laughs> Did Androida get a resculpt? Yes. So Android 2 is actually a different model, because the artwork looks the same, so you can't can't tell.
1: I don't know if they've redone the artwork or just this code. I don't remember. But yeah, there is a new model before I have the old one.
0: Heavy yeah, metal had a couple of cool guys. They also have the the Terminator guy, Dr. Mercury, he's pretty cool.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And they have uh their leader core yeah, he's really weird. Yes. Because he's got all kinds of different modes, where he acts like different historical figures, mm-hmm. I guess.
1: He's an AI, so he gets inputted the variants, personalities, to maximize their uh, their abilities and knowledge. Yeah.
0: So he's got Charlemagne mode, Genghis Khan mode.
1: And Patton.
0: Patton mode, yeah. I remember who else was in there. Oh yeah, Nuclear Jones. He's also a really cool looking model.
1: Yeah, 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 that's a cool one. One from Cronin that I like. A rule mostly. The model is is fine. Is a Cronin.
0: Yeah, the t- time travelers. Yeah, right.
1: I find her fun. It's one of the model that uh, Mark played when we played together.
0: Yeah, I looked briefly at her. And also have Tomcat as well. Mhm. He was an F14 but a superhero wearing an F14. But he's a powerhouse. Yes. And if I'm taking him that means I can't be taking Giant Hadron. So no... I don't think I'd ever have I don't think I'd ever have use for him. <laughs> Mind you, Giant Hadron um kind of kind of hard to make live as he cannot take cover or do anything.
1: Yeah. But range is so short. In the game, there's not this that many true. snipers. Like, you have one in your Russians. There's one in my monkeys. I think I've seen another one, and that's about it. After that, most range max at six or eight.
0: It's got some cool abilities. That giant hadron, the power throw, where it does two damage and blast two. <laughs> the extra effects is damage one, knockback four. It just sounds like fun. Just pick stuff up, throw it at someone deal a ton of damage, knock people around, round them.
1: That's my favorite part of the game. The, the fact that you can throw models or terrain pieces and interact with it, it just makes it so fun. It reminds me of when we started uh, playing War Machine early when it was mostly just battle box game with
0: just the... Uh, lots of arm blocks, head locks, headlocks, throws. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I was playing... Uh, weapon locks. Trollblades? Do buds? those even exist anymore? Some
1: of those don't exist anymore. Yeah.
0: Like weapon locks, headlock doesn't exist anymore, right? I think they don't now.
1: Yeah. But like that the trolls, all my mod, all my trolls had the uh, two o- open hands.
0: Yeah. So, so throwing was easier for them.
1: Yeah, I was always doing it.
0: Thanks, yeah, you get two dice versus the opponent's one die.
1: Well, just the find that you can do it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And they don't have crazy good uh, melee weapons. So, like, uh, a signal jack would usually just fight you because his uh, his weapon is so strong. So you want to maximize the hit. While my guys, their strength didn't go that much up with the weapon, so might as well do uh, special attacks. (laughs) And it's more fun anyway.
0: Yeah, this game is so fun. You're a bad man for introducing me to a dead game. Well, not dead anymore, but was was dead at the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Hopefully it comes back alive, strong, and it picks up from there.
0: Yeah, it looks, it looks like it's on the right course. They, they've got lots of planning ahead, and they seem, they seem to have a, a definite direction. Mm-hmm. So that bodes well. Yes. All right. How are we doing on time here? Where are we at? Oh, look at that. 50 minutes in. Um, we don't have a topic for the show.
1: No, but uh, if we're already 50 minutes in, I think that's going to be just uh, some ramble, and we could close that with some uh, news items. Sure. Okay. Let's do it. So, first one by me. Aradia, uh, Aradia Miniatures. Uh Aelania the Dragon's Charmer. So this wow. is a 75 millimeter model. Uh oh, it's it's just a nice model I find. It's it's um a lady with a spear and what looks and like um narkin contraption in her second hand.
0: Yeah. Um what she doesn't have is a lot of clothes. Yeah. But, but her proportions are realistic. Mm-hmm. And it's not, she's, she's scantily clad, but not for the but purpose she's covered. of being sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> covered in the right place. So she looks like a really cool model to work her skin tones and tattoos. Like they, they did a lot on a model that's mostly nude. Like, like yep. the, the the red patches over the eyes on the the the, the box art model, yep. uh, the the white lines, and there is a lot of work in the skin tones. Uh, it's a really really nice model.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's very well done. I like the little detail piece on the base that she's standing on, like uh, severed dragon's legs. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many dragons she's going to be charging if she, charming if she keeps cutting off their arms, but. <laughs> And she's priced well, I think, for a 75 mil fig.
1: Yeah. Yeah, indeed. She's
0: 42 euros. Yeah. This is a sp- seems to be special a-
1: price for the first 90 units.
0: Yeah. But uh,
1: after that, it just goes to uh, 45. Yeah. So it's not that much higher. Uh She's on... Well, she wasn't poor, but the, the shipping starts tomorrow. So before we even post... <laughs> Uh, uh, after that, the other orders will start to go out. Uh, uh, after the first nineties, they will go out mid-July.
0: I just realized the box art's done by Sergio mm-hmm. Sergio Calvo Rubio, so super master painter extraordinaire. Explains a lot.
1: Yeah, helps make the model pops.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, this was the first one. The two other items goes together. They are by TT Combat for Drop Zone and Drop Fleet Commander. So, the first item is the Battle for Earth book. This is the new cross-game book for both Drop Zone and Drop Fleet. For Drop Zone, it brings the second edition of the Rules... So updated rules, uh, tweaked, and even some new surprise rules for the behemoths, which are colossal, uh, colossal vehicles that you can play. Uh, it brings the battle to Earth for in the the humans fight to uh, against the Scourge and all the other stuff around. Uh, for Drop Fleet Commander, it's uh, new ships, uh, Dreadnoughts, stuff like that, and what I didn't know before today. It also brought rules for a resistance fleet.
0: Yeah. And <clears throat>
1: they look good, Antoine. Well uh, the the book is twenty five pounds and I do know they look good because they are the second item I wanted to <laughs> mention. It's the resistance starter fleet. <laughs> so I I didn't even know they exist until like this evening <laughs> when I started the finishing the 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 research for the news, I had, I knew about the book, but I didn't know that they were coming out. And you have Drop Fleet stuff, right?
0: I do indeed. And so and also does
1: Chris and uh, other of our friends, yeah? and
0: Dan and uh, G. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've not. Uh,
1: have you even played
0: Drop Fleet Commander? No. No. Okay. No. I, I'll be honest. I. I got the ships, uh, they look cool, they're pretty easy to assemble, because they're plastics. Um, but the rules kind of seemed like a confused mess when I tried reading them. Mm-hmm. But that's probably just me, because a lot of rules seem like that now. I think I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> time uh, for
1: Napoleonics.
0: <laughs> so, time for Napoleonics, wow. Took me a second to register what you said not that old um. but
1: yeah the uh, the the new resistance starter fleet uh, looks good comes with uh, three cruisers and four frigates with a lot of uh, variation on how you want to build them they're in our plastic so easy to customize <laughs> easy to like the frigates come with 36 parts, and most of those are
0: uh, options. Well, that's the thing, right? It's because it's one chassis to build a bunch of different ships. So, Yep. Yeah, that was one of the things that was daunting, right? So I, I backed the Kickstarter. I got a bunch of stuff, and I'm like, okay, I can build all these different ships, but I don't know which ones are good, which ones are bad, which ones are whatever. And I didn't want to play... And you can't play with half-assembled stuff for this because of the way they, they mount. Mm-hmm. Uh, In fact, actually, one of my ships, uh, like my big dreadnought whatever ship, doesn't even have a mounting hole for the uh, flight stand peg.
1: Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. That seemed like a big oversight.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well. I I do have enough for a a game assembled, I believe. And I I found recently where the rest of the models are. So, Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I'm not the most enthusiastic player about uh, Starship or starship start battles, but they tie in with my land force. And if the game is good, and you guys start to play, maybe, maybe, makes for a campaign play possibilities.
0: Yeah, I really like Drop Zone Commander.
1: Uh, I do too. Uh, the this book will be in my order soon
0: pile. <laughs> Well, we should order together to save on shipping oh yeah, for sure so uh, have your people call my people
1: <laughs> we'll do that yeah so the f- I've mentioned it comes with seven ships it's forty pounds it also comes with the uh the cards flight stands and uh, stuff you need
0: for uh, for the game yeah so many cool stuff yep. well, now now I'm looking at models for for drop zone okay. turn that page away. Alrighty. Is that everything for this week, Antoine?
1: Yeah, that's enough.
0: That's enough of us rambling about uh, Pulp City? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I'll have kicked this habit by next week, and I'll be a more reasonable human being. But no promises.
1: (laughs) Nope, I don't think so either.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Antoine. I will uh, talk to you later. Thanks, as always, for recording. I'll see you next week.
1: Yeah, thanks hey, sweet Paul. Happy birthday and bye Geeks.
0: Thanks. Thanks for listening to Geeks of the North. If you want to contact us, you can email us at geeks of at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeks of the north, or follow us on Twitter at Geeks of the North. You can follow me, Paul, at PRfilio, Antoine at Eltonio Berg, Steve at B underscore Steve, and if you really feel the need, I guess you can follow yo. He's at your master. Breaks and outro music by LaDrav. You can listen to them at ladrav.bandcamp.com. See you next time, geeks. you for checking out a united geeks network family member if you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find all us geeks a podcast that discusses board games movies television comics kickstarter and many other forms of geek culture the united geeks network you can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com